What to do, where to eat, and people you should know. This is Nashville Lifestyles, the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nashville Lifestyles, the podcast. My name is Brian Berry. I'm the publisher of the magazine, and we're so happy you're listening to us today. I'm here with my co-host, our editor, Allison Hudak. How are you, Allison? I am great. I'm excited about this episode. I know. This is a very special episode. <laughs> special it's episode a very of Blossom. Special Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our, we go to the same place. Kids of the 80s. Um, <laughs> so, I wanna, okay, before we get into it, because I always start like tripping over my own words. I'm an excellent podcaster. We want to thank <laughs> our sponsors, Gaylord, Opryland, and Soundwaves. There's so much to do. We just talked about on last week's podcast all the things to do this summer. It's the theme of our June issue, and there's so much to do there. I mean, beyond the hotel and seeing everything that's there and the restaurants, and I mean, you name it, it goes on and on and on. There's also our favorite Soundwaves where you can go, and I mean, there's so much to do there between lazy rivers and surfing indoors and the the big tube thing that I'm dying to go back to. And of course, mine and Allison's favorite, the nachos. So I want to just, I want to throw this out there quickly yeah. that I've come up with a new campaign for sound waves. Oh, and it's I want to hear work it. in progress, but I think Gaylord hit me up because <laughs> here's what it is. Here's the slogan. Ready? Take a dip, take a float, Take a shot, take a bite. Okay. I You're like welcome. it. Dip, flip, show. But, what, what? Don't. <laughs> but make words. sure the shot is at the end. See, that's how I would be. <laughs> you don't want to drink before going to the lazy river because you could fall asleep and then you live on the lazy river for the uh, rest of your life. It's just, I mean, that's not bad. But no. You don't want the lights to go out and you're still circling that lazy river, you know? Yeah, I worry if people listen to the podcast, they think that all that Gaylord Opryland is is a He's big lazy, a lazy river, river with like a nacho stand. You know? <laughs> oh like, my God. What if there was a lazy river and then there was a like a fountain you went under and the first ooh. fountain was just nacho cheese and then the second fountain was margarita? Okay, that, I'm into this. Or like a, wa- again, like a waterfall. Gaylord, don't hit me up. Don't go chasing margarita. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Don't go chasing nacho cheese. <laughs> no one's going to listen to our podcast here. This was the last podcast we ever did, but it was great for us. We had fun. We had fun. They took the microphones out of their gripping hands. <laughs> Other things I do want to say that's, that they have in Gaylord is because we didn't talk about it on last week's is uh obviously the general jackson if you're yes if you're visiting nashville and you haven't done the general jackson what are you doing you got to check it out and of course they have people forget they have this amazing golf course or i should say don't forget uh which is gaylord springs right so it's it's a huge golf course it's 16 hole 18 holes i was looking it up par 72 i'm a golfer 16, 18. I'm more of the golf cart driver and the beard Love getter, it. right? That's more my speed. Give me give me the keys and an Arnold Palmer, and I'm <laughs> G to G. I love it. I love it. Good to golf. Oh, you're back in your Florida days. Or last week. <laughs> Allison got to take a little uh, family time vacation in Florida. and Yeah, when your family's from Florida, going home is a vacation. So, I mean, obviously, you know. You're still with, you're with family. There's a family dynamic situation, but then you walk to the beach and you're fine. <laughs> oh, 
The beach. All right, so I got completely off topic. Our very, very special podcast today. So we're doing it a little differently for anybody that's listened to us before. Uh, We're changing up our um, style of podcasting. Our format is being adjusted. We're going to pivot. We're going to, I hate the word pivot. It's just like 2020's worst word ever. When you pivot, I'm like, no, no, no. But you interviewed our cover girl and her husband. They're both on the cover. Cover girl and cover, cover girl guy. And guy. Cover couple. Uh, Maren Morris and Ryan Hurd for our summer fun issue in June. So we're going to play a lot of that interview because we were lucky enough to have you be able to sit down and talk to them. But how did it go? I know I know. talking to Maren has been on your list for a while. Yeah. I make no uh, secret of my love for Marin. I think that she, I find her both to be the coolest, most relatable woman. And yet also she seems so cool that I'm intimidated by her. Um, But she is always so much fun to talk to. And Ryan is all, Ryan is like, you just want to like, you want your husband to be buddies with Ryan because Ryan feels like the kind of guy who like would always be fun at a dinner party. Um, <laughs> and like, and the three of us fanned out fan fangirl Boyd out about like our love for curb your enthusiasm. And we talked about just like some fun pop culture stuff that, that makes them, they're just like normal people. They just happen to be mega stars. Um, and, and Marin obviously has this huge career Ryan has a huge career as an artist, but also he's written so many songs that are hits that people don't realize he wrote. And so, like, what do you know him offhand? Oh, that was like a really quick, quick, like, what? Um, I know he, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I can Google it. No, I know. I, I know this. Oh, fangirl. Um, fangirl alert, everyone. Fangirl. <laughs> um, he has written, I believe he wrote Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset. I always say it wrong. Um, he wrote, okay, he wrote What Makes You Country by Luke Bryan. Oh. he. It's important to say co-wrote. He co-wrote Heartbreak for Lady A. He co-wrote um, Bury, in my, Bury Me in My Boots, um, which is a Cadillac 3 song that I love. He co-wrote, um, he's co-written for for Blake Shelton, for Rothwell Flats, for Tim McGraw. Um, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you know all this stuff. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Like it's a, like he has just, he's written so many songs and, and people outside of Nashville don't necessarily, you know, understand the songwriting world. But um, a lot of times the artist didn't write that song. And that's something that we actually talk about in the interview, pick up the magazine because he talks about, uh, he and Marin have this duet chasing after you where, um, that he wrote, he didn't write it. Wait, what? That's, that's what's crazy. It is such a perfect song for the two of them, but it, he didn't write it. And he talks about why that was okay with him. Like why he's comfortable with that and kind of where he sits in his own songwriting and, and to sort of recognize a great song when he hears it and, and to give back to the songwriting community that has made him so successful. Oh, okay. See, I will tell you, I stand for Mira Morris. I stand, stand, stand love. And I think she wrote, well, yeah, no, I'm reading it. She wrote my church. And of course 
80s Mercedes, which is one of my, like, anytime I'm, like, feeling a little bit of a mood, I'm like, play that song, and you can't not be in a good mood. It's such mm-hmm. a good song. Yeah, he, uh, or she, just, like, every every Marin song is it is an anthem, basically. Yes. There's, a, yeah. there's a Marin song for every stage in life. <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah, I love her. I think she's a good role model. I think she's strong. I think she is, you know, she takes a stand without coming across pushy and political, which is, that's a hard role to play in the, in the music world. Um, yeah. I just, I have a lot of respect for Marin and uh, absolutely love her music. Just love her music and her style. I think she's got great style. He does too. I like his short hair, by the way. Yeah. He's one of those people who can pull off anything, but he, I, his current hair is, is chef's kiss. <laughs> what I thought when we were talking about them being on the cover, I had pictured him because he had long hair, then he had like shoulder length hair, and I was picturing him with longer hair. And then I was like, oh, he's like really short hair now. So, yeah, it looks great. And I think, you know, we talked to them about this, you know, obviously this last year for anybody in the music industry has been a huge change. Um, but on top of that, they had a baby last March. Yeah. And so, very beginning of COVID times, Marin gave birth to their son Hayes, um, and so I think both of them have have seen so much change to sort of segue from his new hair um, that they, you know, they they are emerging from this kind of different people. They're parents now. They're you know they're full fledged grown ups now. Uh, <laughs> so I I think that's grown-ups. been been fun. And in fact, one thing that we talked about was how they used that time off the road. Obviously, Marin said, you know, it was a blessing to to be able to be home with their baby for the first year of his life. And and when I had interviewed her, uh, she was in our most fascinating last October. And I interviewed her then and we talked a little bit about it. And she had said she always imagined having a, a road baby, that she would be on tour and on the bus, you know, taking care of a baby and, and watching him learn to crawl on the bus and all that stuff. And so in this interview, we talked about how, you know, you make plans and God laughs, but how different the experience was and, and how great that was for them to be able to be home with him and see all those milestone first at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other end, Ryan talked about, he said this was the most creative season that the two of them have had in a long time because they didn't have to worry about is is a song going to be a hit is is it going to tour well it was really just them kind of going back to their roots and being creative and creating together and i think actually we have a a quote a clip from the interview where he talks about that oh awesome well we should listen to that you guys in my life when i've been able to like sort of uh subtract myself from the result that's when i've had a lot of things reaped the most exactly and 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 i and i truly feel like we've written some of our favorite songs ever this year without like feeling like we had to because it was work that day like you're sort of like well this we're writing a song today and this feels so inconsequential to what i see (laughs) every single day we can't even leave our house what are we gonna write us it felt and that's when like when you take the pressure off yourself like great things started to happen. I haven't felt like that, that need to write great, something great today in over a year. And I think that it's turned into some really music that I really like for myself. 
Yeah. And that's like, it's tapped into a, a part of me that I think only existed before I got a record deal and there was no ceiling on my dreams. There was no expectation. Like when I was writing songs like my church and eighties Mercedes, I didn't give a fuck what anyone thought. I didn't care who I played it for. I just knew I loved it. Um, and I kind of feel like this is the first time in five or six years where I'm writing songs where I just don't care if anyone likes them because I love them so much. I am experiencing way less anxiety on this record than I did with girl, which, you know, is still a record I love, but but was not an easy record to make, um, on the road, especially like trying to make it. Um, so yeah, I feel like, yeah, just letting go and telling yourself to just not worry about the outcome is when, I don't know if it's energy forces or maybe people can just detect that in you, that you aren't trying. So Allison, we just heard the clip from Marin. So one of my personal favorite biggest celebrity crushes ever might have a restraining order. I'm not sure. Could be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's Taylor Swift. And uh, no, I really just love, adore Taylor. I know you share this love that I have. I mean, day one right here. I have a day one Taylor Stan. Yes. Yes. We, this is a Taylor Swift Stan podcast. We are a fan club for Swifties. So in your interview with Marin, you talked about the one, the only Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, any good Swifty knows that uh, Taylor recently did her first re-release of Fearless. Um, and with that came uh, the Vault songs, which are songs that weren't released at the time that these albums originally came out, but that um, that Taylor has sat on and always loved that were written during the era of whatever album she's re-releasing. And so during the Fearless era, she had a song called You All Over Me and the very first single from the re-release, the very, I mean, the very first vault single from the re-release was You All Over Me, for which Taylor called upon Marin to sing harmonies. So stay tuned. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we have Marin talking about working with the one, the only Taylor Swift. Wait a minute. Why does Taylor never call on us to sing melodies? I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think she's heard us. This is so disappointing. If you're listening, Taylor, I know you're listening. We know you're listening. Call us. (laughs) For now, we'll listen to Marin talk about Taylor. We'll be right back. Imagine waking up to enjoy breakfast in a stunning garden atrium before heading out to Soundwaves, the upscale aquatic experience where you and the family can surf, zip down water slides, float through rivers, and escape to the adults-only pool. You then unwind with live, family-friendly entertainment or a cocktail before heading inside to relax, wake up, and do it all over again. Enjoy your summer of more at Gaylord Opryland Resort. Visit GaylordOpryland.com to book today. I have to ask about you all over me because a, I know you got to perform with Taylor before and I know you guys know each other, but like to be sort of involved in the first re-release feels like a level of joining the Swifty dumb that is much higher than anything else. <laughs> what has it been like to be on that, like on that re-release be sort of included in that 
narrative to quote Taylor, um, like just to be part of all that. I always think that I have some grip on Taylor Swift's magnitude. And then I'm always surprised <laughs> that, that it reaches so far. I mean, I've done songs like The Bones and The Middle, which have been, you know, played all over the world, but this is probably the most gigantic star of our time, like influential wise or influence wise. And, you know, also just, I think our experience with her and her mom, the day that I sang with her at the AT&T stadium years ago, I just, her mom gave us a tour of backstage and just the production. And I just saw like myself be like, okay, this is, incredible i'm probably never going to become this big but i really appreciate seeing behind the curtain of someone that is this yeah gigantic cares, I mean, about, right. cares about every single detail well and she just has and has the bandwidth emotionally and mentally to leave all these easter eggs and like hidden messages <laughs> and artwork and videos and i just can't even you know, see 10 feet in front of me most of the time. <laughs> She's already like five years ahead. Right. And so now I'm always proven wrong by the, the, just the massive magnitude of her fan base and her reach and influence. And to be part of something so historic, like the re-release of a record that was album of the year 10 right. years ago um, and her wanting to do that for her fans and for herself and her own songwriter livelihood. Um, it's probably the first of its kind for some artist at her level to do something like this and re-record an entire record. Um, so yeah, to be on the one of the first releases of that record um, and something that hadn't been previously heard by the majority of the world, uh, yeah. I just felt yeah, like, you know, just as a fan myself, so extremely lucky to be asked to be a part of it. Hey, everybody, we're back. I love Marin Morris. I know you love Marin Morris. I love queens talking about queens. That's what I love. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing now. That's um, exactly <laughs> what we're doing now. That's who we are, Allison. It's, that's who we are. That's the, that's the name of our new podcast. <laughs> queens talking about queens. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh boy well but go ahead yeah. please please I, no i just i i i highly encourage everyone to pick up this issue we had such a great talk and um i mean i i got to talk to Marin and ryan for almost an hour which you rarely get to do in the music world um everybody's so busy but that again has been sort of a, a blessing of people being off the road obviously people are are starting to get out more so uh, interviews will probably go back to normal lengths, but um, I highly recommend people pick up this issue. There's so much great stuff with Baron and Ryan, and and their chemistry really comes through um, in the interview. So, so pick it up, read it, live it. It's 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 your Marin and Ryan uh, Bible. Yes, there you go. There, well, you can't get better than that. No. So. Read it in the magazine. Don't forget to follow us everywhere at NashvilleLifestyles.com. There'll be more on the website as well. So yes. if you're a Marin fan, like we're a Marin fan, subscribe, read the website, 
do all the things. Just do all the things. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at Nashville Lifestyles. On everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Nashville Lifestyles.